off the ball. I don't think Springboks are in crisis because you would hate for a team that is so phenomenally good a year out from the World Cup to be world number one and then to go out in the quarterfinals. Yes, yeah, Stephen, we, we know. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Kathleen McNamee is with us. Kathleen, good morning to you. Morning, guys. Emma has arrived in in her Ireland jersey today, which means that... Um, Everyone's off to Tala. Exactly. Mm. There's a, just a bit of excitement. This is... Um, this just a is, little bit. This is proper. Seven o'clock kickoff. It's on the telly. Winning in, basically. Basically, yeah. I woke up on Monday with a pit on my, in my stomach and just all week it is getting worse and worse. I don't think I've actually ever felt this way about a match after like spending I think it was after covering the Euros for a month and realising that we should have been there there were so many teams that we were better than it just made this seem all the more important and all the more pivotal to this squad because we're not really going to get an opportunity like this I don't think for another while So just explain to anybody who is unaware of the uh, the opportunity here right the, there's basically two teams left who have the opportunity to get the final playoff place in this group we're one and our opponents tonight Finland are the other what has to happen for us to get it what has to happen for them to get it Basically, both sides need to need a win. Uh, if we get a draw tonight, it's not the worst thing in the world. We can get a win against Slovakia next week, and it'll be fine. But they still have to play Sweden, so for them in particular, tonight is going to be really, really important. Um, they had a really bad Euros. They've lost their manager in the last couple of weeks. I think it was about five weeks ago that she was fired because of how badly they performed. They were in a bad group, and I don't think a lot of people expected them to get out of it, but they only scored once, and that was in the first minute of their opening game. So it wasn't the best experience for them. Um, and there's just we beat them away which wasn't expected by a lot of people we've had some great results against Sweden as well we have shown exactly the side that I think everyone has known has been there for a while we just needed someone like Vera to come in and pull us together a little bit so if we let this one go we're really we're, we're going back to old habits and well, it's like that's a disaster yeah. For all the progress, for all of the uh, buzz that's around the team, for the fact that like they now have crossover stars who are just known in a way that uh, the women's football team hadn't been known up to this point, for us not to qualify, or at least not to get to the playoffs to qualify, that would be a disaster. So there's a lot riding on it, and this week they've kept being asked... Which always makes me nervous. It's like, are you, are you nervous? Have you been nervous? You, yeah. You've got a big test tomorrow. Are you nervous about the test? I'm like, uh, stop, stop, my, stop making me nervous. <laughs> like, you're going to talk about set pieces, but the first goal is going to be massive. Like, so if, if Ireland go behind, Finland, who, you know, obviously there's this, like, there's a new manager in, albeit the temporary manager, they might get, like, they, they, they effectively know if they win their last two games, say, you know, they're there. Um, if they get the first goal, they realise they're good enough to win this game. And I think that's what Ireland probably need to be very wary of. Definitely, and you mentioned about the set pieces there. Like the majority of the goals that they score are either counter attacks or set pieces. Now, we can benefit off the counter attacks, especially because their full backs like to get quite high up the pitch, and that leaves a lot of space, and that's what damaged them a lot during the Euros. Set pieces, again, have let us down in the past, and stupid mistakes in defence have let us down in the past. I think we've mostly cut those out in the last couple of games that we've played, and we've seen, you know, Courtney Brosnan has come out leaps and bounds compared to when we were trying to qualify for the Euros. So I think we do have the capabilities to defend against it, but it's also just 
we're going to have to be very well set up. Vera does prefer to set up defensively. She's not exactly the sort of player who ever sets a team up as if we're going to be playing attacking, flowing football. Um, but yeah, that first goal is going to be crucial. But also, like it's a sold-out crowd at Tala. Hopefully everyone who's bought a ticket will actually turn up, and I think that's going to be massive on the night if Ireland do go down first before um, getting a goal of their own. I think that that's going to be the thing that actually pulls them through because, like you guys said, like all week they've been around. There's been loads of grassroots clubs coming into open training sessions to see them. They've there's been a lot of good feeling towards this team and as well as people asking them are you nervous this is basically a final how are you feeling there's been a lot of that support on the other side so I'm hoping that that's the thing that's sticking with the team more so than the it, it comes to the managers if you look at Vera's press conference she was very relaxed she was, she was cracking a few jokes and I think that's a good sign Mm. Well, yeah, she's also a hard woman to read as well. I think yeah. <laughs> you never really know what Vera wants actually going on in her head. Uh, and even things like she's not afraid to say what she thinks. I mean, after the last game, she said that she wanted to play Walsh in goal and ended up with Brosnan because Walsh was still had a bit of a niggly injury. And the fact that she would admit that on television uh, and after the performances that Brosnan put in, I was like, I was interested that she was so willing to say that so openly. Mm. And I was like, is this a call to the two of them to kind of say, you know, that position is still there. It's still up for grabs. Um, I think a lot of people would have thought that Maloney would have got the nod ahead of Brosnan in the first place anyway. So that in particular is an area I'm interested to see what she does tonight and I'm interested to hear what she actually says about it afterwards because you would think at this stage as good as Megan Walsh is like she's one of the best def- uh, goalkeepers in the WSL and I think sometimes flies under the radar a little bit in that regard Brosnan has earned that starting place to me and she has proven herself over the last year that she ha- can come on so much and that she can command a goal in a way that we just haven't really seen from Irish goalkeepers since Emma Byrne was about good friend of the show. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's probably one of the areas that I'm most interested to see what Vera Pau does. Cause she also doesn't like changing around her team all that much unless she has to. So, um, what are the relative strengths and weaknesses of, of um, Brosnan versus Megan Walsh? I think with... Walsh, she is just she's a lot more experienced than Brosnan is. I think Brosnan has the advantage that she has been in the Ireland setup a bit longer. She has worked, you know, she's had the game. She had the Sweden game. She's had that game against Finland. She has had that Ireland experience. She's well linked up with the defenders. Walsh is probably good enough that she can slot in there and still do a good job. But I think especially when we look at how we've played in the past, certainty in that area is so important for Ireland because it has let us down at such crucial moments. And I think, for me, that's kind of why Brosnan pips it slightly at this time. I don't think we should go changing a recipe when it's working for us at the moment and when a player who is clearly come on so far and is in good form... And she's now getting that starting position at Everton as well, by the looks of things, by the look of pre-season. You know, she seems to be on a good upward trajectory, and I would just be cautious about changing that at that, this stage. That's big, communication at the back is always been Is something. she a talker? Yeah. Is she yeah. Like, yeah. Well, she wasn't for a while, and that's what let us down, but she has really come on, and, that, and her positioning has come on so much with regards to her defence. I feel like she's a lot more confident now in actually telling the defenders where to go and what to do, so... 
yeah, I would just be hesitant about changing it at this stage. But so much goalkeeping is literally like your defenders trusting you as opposed to what you're actually doing yourself, in my view. Yeah, and I mean, like Megan Walsh has an incredible record. I'm sure the defenders will trust her. They just don't have that big game experience together yet, and. That's why I would be a bit she, hesitant. She played in the game, uh, Walsh played in the game against Russia in that Pinatar Cup mm. back in February. Yeah. Um, so obviously there was like a proper opportunity for the coaching ticket and the defenders to build up some trust in that. that like they were away in camp for a good while around that period. Um, so we'll know an hour before kickoff. Your <laughs> yeah. instinct seems to be that uh, Courtney Brosnan's going to get the nod. Uh, I actually, I really don't know. I think she should, but I actually don't know what Vera will do. Okay. Because that, yeah. I think that if she's willing to say in the last game that she wanted to play Walsh and she didn't, and this is such a big game, I think she might make that call. So I'm interested in this. Like, if you if you look at the, the bookies' odds tonight, Ireland are by no means overwhelming favourites, right? So at start the group, who is expected to finish higher, Finland or Ireland? Finland. So what's gone wrong? Uh, I think... Finland are on a downward trajectory and we've very much been on an upward trajectory since the group stage started. So with Finland, they obviously they qualified for the Euros. It was quite a scrappy qualification process for them. It was last-minute goals against Portugal and Scotland that managed to get them through. There had been a lot of changes in their coaching ticket in the run-up to the Euros and a lot of talk around there not being all that much happiness with Anne Signal, who's now gone and that the under-17 coach has taken over as interim manager. Like Even before the Euro started, there was talk that she was going to be gone by the end of so the Euro. That, that, that has to be a worry then. So if you're, if you're going into a tournament and there's talk the players aren't happy with the manager, it doesn't even matter who the replacement is. She's gone. So, yeah. so there's going to be a bounce tonight, probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And that's so they're going to have. Or they're a complete shambles at this possibly. stage, and they've just gotten somebody in house to get them through the last few games, and they're thinking, okay, well, we're not going to the World Cup, so let's plan for the future. That's, yeah, that, you know, a big range of outcomes on on the table here. I don't. From the way they've been speaking, I don't know if that's what they're looking at. I think they feel a bit aggrieved with how their Euros went. I mean, they were in a group with Germany, Spain, and Denmark, so you know, wasn't really expected to do all that much, but. They've been unfortunate as well this week in that their two main midfield players, Alan and Enegman, have both been injured. We have Nifahi out, which isn't great, but it would be like losing Katie McCabe and Denise O'Sullivan, essentially. They're their two best players that they've lost? Yeah. Okay, and that's in uh, specifically in midfield, so... Yeah, a very well, specific area that we can target. Uh, obviously less, uh, so I think... Um, Nifai has a groin injury and hasn't yet to be ruled out for the... the yeah, the they g- said she, they're sending her for more scans and then they're going to see if she can play for Slovakia. Vera was kind of iffy on it. She didn't right. really say one way or we the other. A, we currently have a great relationship with uh, Liverpool and the medical team there, so I'm sure they're like, oh, that's fine, you, you, you do what you want with her. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, those two players, Alan and Engman, who are out for Finland... Uh, how much? What can we do with Nifahi out? Like, how does how do we uh, counteract that? What's what does our team look like basically without Fahi? Well, I don't think Vera Powell is going to change her shape all that much. She has been lining up beside Darren Caldwell and Louise Quinn at the back mostly. In she says a back three, but generally it ends up being a bit of a back five because she Vera Powell just loves that defensive style of play. Uh, and he Which is re- interesting. Like you wouldn't. Yeah, I was going to say any regular listeners to Koi Gig will know Karen Duggan's issues with the general setup of the whole thing. She wants to see more Katie McCabe up front, as do a lot of you. I mean, Sue Ronan was on the show and she was saying the same thing yesterday. Um, and uh, So we, we basically play Katie McCabe left wing back. Yeah. 
I'm coming around to it. I gotta say, like said. Well, know. I think it could be interesting on a night like tonight because with Engman out, I think that's going to give a, Katie a lot more space again to keep putting going up the wings and to kind of and step into a, midfield, right? Yeah, like, and make more of an impact, especially down that side. Um, it was Engman who scored against us last time as well, so always good to have a player like that out with Nifahi out. I reckon they'll either drop. Megan Connolly back a bit further or else they'll put Megan Campbell in in her place because she's back in the squad it just depends on how much like how fit she is um, so she has been out for a while with injury so if, if you did a straw poll of Irish fans where should Katie McKay be playing where would they say everybody's going to say number 10 yeah. right like but so this is like an innate conservatism from Vera that like well, where do you play Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah but that's what we're talking about here isn't yeah. it yeah. like your most creative it's, effective well, sister yeah, and but you don't say tonight you're playing Finland who are missing their two midfielders. You don't play Katie McCabe left wing back. Well, I would I would have thought. Well, if she if she's our best player, if 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 uh, Joao Cancelo can have the influence on the game for Man City that he has by stepping into midfield, why can't Katie McCabe step mm. into midfield like yeah. she does? Right? Yeah, I know she do, like she still does it. She basically plays two roles in every game that she's in. I think Vera's thing is that defensive cover more so like her. Yeah, like she she's our best like she's our best player, but she's also our best all round player right. in that. She can do box-to-box. She can get back, put in a crunching tackle, and two seconds later she's up the other side of the pitch scoring a goal. You know, she, she, And she has the fitness for that with Arsenal. It's a bit like Denise O'Sullivan. Like, because they're playing at this high level, they have the fitness for that sort of all-round play. And our set-pieces tonight are going to be big. Yes, set-pieces are also going to be big. Especially because we do have the likes of McCabe, like Connolly is great. Risha Littlejohn. We have a lot of players there that can take good set pieces, corners. I mean, Eloise Quinn. If we go through to the playoffs on a Louise Quinn header, it'll be the perfect way to... With a 1-0 win. With a 1-0 win. Perfect. Probably oh, in the like 85th minute or something. Yeah. And not, not to try and create another uh, Kevin Caban Nations League moment here, but the playoffs, when we get there, are relatively straightforward in that like we will be one of the best teams still who haven't automatically qualified but in the playoffs. Uh, I don't think so. I think the playoffs are going to be more difficult for us than this stage, um, which I keep forgetting. I, I get overexcited and think that we're actually qualifying for a World Cup if we win tonight. And then I'm like, no, we have to go through the playoffs because from the nine runners up, the top three automatically go to the second round. Realistically, we're not going to be in the top three. We'll probably be in the bottom six. So we have to get through a first round match with them. And then once we do that, you'll play the top three that already qualified. And whatever the results are from that go into a massive table that includes all the so group stage So the playoffs matches. are against European teams first? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were automatically up against the CONCACAF no. and stuff. Ah, okay, no. okay, okay. Um, and so then those results against the European teams go into a table that includes our results from the group stage. So like these matches aren't just important for now. They are important that if we make the playoffs, goal difference will so be important. So win tonight and win again uh, next week and that's like catapulting us into, you know... A much better place, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's big for the FEI as well. Like we, you know, the FEI is looking for some feel-good stories. Uh, still doesn't have a sponsor for the men's team. Um, this is a. I'm going to suggest is this going to be the most watched women's sporting event in Ireland ever, possibly? Probably at this stage. Which is, I mean, this I mean, is, everyone's going to watch this. If you even look at the viewer figures for the Euros, and I'd we weren't even in that. Yeah. Katie Taylor winning gold. Field sport then. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see tonight. Um kickoffs at seven o'clock. Hopefully everybody is uh, sitting down, plonked in front of their telly, flags up, 
and uh, jerseys on and I think it is a, there have been times before where tickets have gone and they have been Maria sold and then they weren't actually sold they were distributed as opposed to sold so you hope that this time they have been sold and that everybody shows up and makes a raucous atmosphere and they get in at 6 o'clock Well if you have a ticket like you know make sure somebody who does want to go to this game like and make her or his dream come true by actually going to the game oh, I've know, had so many friends going. message me be yeah. like do you know if there's any tickets going I can't believe it's sold out so quickly yeah, so if you're not going, like, you know, yeah. be a good soldier. Stick it on Twitter. If you have a ticket, let me know and I will <laughs> make sure someone good gets it. We will be live from Tala pre-match on OTB Sports Radio from half past five. You're out there, uh, here actually, doing the pre-match and then uh, jumping in a taxi and heading out. What, what have you got for us from half five tonight? Uh, we will be talking to Nathan, who's doing commentary, and Emma Byrne, and we'll also have Olivia O'Toole. So we have two legends of the game, and, and Nathan, Nathan himself. <laughs> Nathan, yeah. a regular in Tala, of course. Yeah, of course. Kids are Rovers fans. Yeah, yeah. Are you outing him there as a Rovers fan as well? Is he? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's probably tricks in between a bit. Nathan Murphy and Emma Byrne will provide live commentary on News Talk Radio from 7 o'clock this evening. And uh, as I said, of course... Um, Kathleen back from half five on OTB Sports Radio you just tell your smart speaker to play OTB Sports Radio or you stick it on your app and you run it through your car system and you can get it there you are of course uh, an Arsenal fan as well are you also a doubting Thomas or are you just having the crack at the moment I'm very much just having the crack at the moment like I agree with a lot of the stuff that Jack said but as a long suffering Arsenal supporter I'm just enjoying having being top of the table actually watching the games and not feeling the same sense of dread I normally do like I think it's like Jack was saying earlier the fact that we are actually reacting quite quickly to when we go down that's very unusual Norm- I'm so used to the heads dropping and just being like well that's that we might as well just blow the whistle now nothing else is going to happen so it is nice to feel a little bit of peace and after I know the inevitable downfall is going to probably come about November because that's generally when it starts happening and we'll suddenly be in seventh position and this will all seem like a little fairy tale to me so I'm just going to enjoy it for what it's worth I I think on on that note like your positivity about Ireland tonight is quite notable actually give us your prediction you think they're going to win what what is your actual prediction Uh, I went for an optimistic 3-1 okay we would definitely be happy with that Sue Sue Ronan was like we're definitely going to win 2-1 yeah so look I think a lot of people are optimistic that we can win there's just that hesitancy to say it and like the players got to embrace the occasion yeah exactly that's the thing they get, not, don't freeze just embrace this like yeah. create history don't be nervous don't be nervous <laughs> be confident don't be nervous <laughs> yeah whatever you do don't fail that's, that's the spirit <laughs> but don't be nervous I'm glad it's in Tala as well I think it's you know it's their ground it's their space mm. it's their time to take over and I think McCabe is the best person to lead them on a nightlight tonight because she doesn't seem to feel big occasions you know even when we got the draw against Sweden she was very much like no it's a game we still have a lot more to do whereas the rest of us were all (laughs) going crazy I mean like this is one of the best results we've ever had yeah no definitely and um, that's why she's on all the billboards Uh, All right, Kathleen good stuff we'll hear more from Kathleen as I said around about half past five and again on the show tomorrow we'll also have Emma Byrne on the show reacting to whatever happens tonight so um, yeah you should be nervous because um, there is a lot at stake. OTBAM brought to you live each morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish your day. OTBAM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 